Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. It starts tonight. Football is back. Super Bowl champs in a possible Super Bowl preview. We've got question of the day. we got guests galore. We have time for your calls. The season is here. Let's go. Here we go. Only one place to start. It's like a holiday when football comes back. If you want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Can you lift your team to another level? Can you take the next step? Let's get on the field and play football. The only place to begin is with pro football. Back and better than ever, our one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire, and I am delighted that my buddy Rob Ninkovich is able to hang around a little bit here after we wrap up. Get up and talk about the start of the season with us here. Ninko, I always appreciate it, my man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and it is time it to feels have good. regular season football here. We don't have to talk about the Cowboys or Aaron Rodgers anymore. <laughs> oh, we will, but anyway. You know, you know. the get-up rundown pretty it, it, well exactly, by this point, exactly. don't you? What does it feel like? What does a player feel like today for the Rams and the Bills when they wake up this morning? What does today feel like? Well, I've, I've had the pleasure of playing in a Thursday opening game after you win a Super Bowl, it's it's pretty cool. It's a surreal feeling, especially when you see the banner drop and, and they, they put it up in the stadium and the fans are going nuts. But it's great to actually get back to playing a regular season game. You've gone a full off season. You've done all the working out and you've done all the little things to, to help yourself have a, a good season. And now the time is here. So these guys are probably super excited. Um, you know, guys that are on new teams, moving different places, guys that are looking for new contracts. They can't wait to get out there and perform and perform at a high level. Well, we have the Super Bowl champs in what could be a Super Bowl preview, as I mentioned, because a lot of people like L.A. in the NFC and a lot of people like Buffalo in the AFC. And that brings us to my question of the day today. I post a question every day on Twitter. So jump on and cast your vote. If you're not with me at ESPN Greeny on Twitter, then you should be. And my question of the day, Nink, I'll let you vote. If you had to pick one of the two teams playing in this opener tonight to win the Super Bowl this year, who you got? I'm going with Buffalo. And I know how hard it is to get back to a Super Bowl after winning a Super Bowl. Every single team that plays against a Super Bowl winning team, they are measuring themselves accordingly. So everyone that the Rams face this year, they are going to want to win and beat them because what they do against that specific team kind of gives you a measuring stick on where we're at. And the Rams obviously are a really good football team with good with a great head coach, with good defense, great offense, all those things that go into it. But there's also a, a psychological aspect of playing deep into the playoffs, playing in February, doing the parades, maybe, you know, partying a little bit and having a great time knowing that you won the Super Bowl. Then you have the ring ceremony and all those things are great. But guess what? It doesn't matter what you did last year. This is a brand new year, and everybody else, the Bills, Kansas City, they're hungry, and they want to get to a Super Bowl as well. And the Bills last year were mighty close, and they have a great offense. They got one of the the best quarterbacks in my eyes, top five, um, long-term great quarterback. So the, the, I guess, new age quarterback that you see. So I really think that that Buffalo is, is going to have a great season, and I just think that there is a reason – that the last team to go back to back was a Tom Brady led team in 2003 and four. That's, that's a long time you got ago. There, right? that, that's oh, that's a long time. time. I mean, yeah. I was in college. I mean, it's a long time. There's yeah. a reason why there's there's such and, a, and a long saying, hiatus there. And you're saying that that Brady 
is one of the reasons they were able to do it because of his determination well, and it's focus. Well, th- it's that. It's your mentality. It's Bill Belichick and, and the way that Bill always constantly would tell us last week is over. Last year is over. It doesn't matter. So I think the combination of those two really helped everyone move forward into the next season. And it was like that. I could think back to winning in 14. And then, again, when they got close in 17, when they lost to the Eagles, that was the only team to come close, except for Seattle, of course, when we beat them in 14. They had won the previous year against the Broncos. Greeny and Nink with me in my studio here. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. You said an interesting thing to me. We, we do get up every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. We have a call at 6. And when I was asking you about this game tonight, you made a comparison of Josh Allen to Peyton Manning mm-hmm. that I thought was really interesting. Tell, tell everyone what that is. Yeah, so when you were preparing for Peyton Manning, you would go into that knowing that there was going to be points scored. You're not going to stop Peyton Manning. You're just not. He's too good. You're not going to stop Josh Allen. He is similar in a sense of he can run. He can get out of the pocket. He has a tremendous arm. He can make every throw. He's confident. And with that combination, you're going into the matchup thinking, okay, how do we put ourselves as a defense in a great spot to create a turnover? Put them put them in tight windows. Have them throw the ball in, a, in tight, tightly contested windows to where maybe the ball's batted up in the air and we come down with a turnover, which – At the end of the day, when you're playing a good team like the Rams, both offenses are going to score points. So it's it's basically impossible to say, oh, we're going to hold them a touchdown or we're going to hold them to 10 points. That's not going to happen. This is going to be a high-scoring game. But whoever wins the turnover differential, whoever gets the ball off the other team, maybe it could be a fumble, um, could be an interception, those pretty much are going to be the teams that have the best chance because of just basic touches. The amount of touches that your offense gets is – the outcome of the game. So this might be a great back and forth, similar to the last Buffalo game that we saw when they were playing Kansas city. So you're not going to stop Josh Allen. You're going to try and play great tight defense. You're going to try and keep him in the pocket, put some pressure on him, and hope that he throws you a ball, throws it in the coverage. You're hiding and disguising and, throws it into the tight window, and it bats up in the air. You get a, a ball um, in an interception and win the turnovers. Ninko with me here on ESPN Radio. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Uh, Nink is a, a Chicago area guy, and you, I know that you I mean, you wear that on your sleeve. You're proud Shake of down. it. Like most, <laughs> like most Chicagoans I know, and, and I'm married to one you know, you're proud of your hometown. Shefty made an interesting comparison just to sort of wrap up the Buffalo Bills piece of the discussion. Right at the end of Get Up, Shefty made an interesting comparison that when you consider the fan base in Buffalo, when you consider how hungry they've been, how long they've waited, they've never won a Super Bowl. Most people are aware of the history there. They made four in a row and lost them all. That that would be... Now, all championships aren't the same, right? Mm-hmm. All, all are, they're not all created equal. That would be sort of akin to when the Cubs finally won the World Series. This, this would be the celebration, the, the reaction would be akin to something like that. And I, I thought it was something I had not thought of before. I, I mean, listen, being from the Chicago area, I yeah. can tell you this. There's characters and skits based on the Bears winning Super Bowls, okay? Sure. So with that being said, that was a long time ago. So I'm... 
38 years old. It's it's around that that same time that they uh, won a Super Bowl. Were so, you born in 85? Uh, I was born in 84. So okay, I was so you were just one. an infant. So yeah. you have the same exact same. So I was one. The only time the Jets ever won the Super Bowl. You were one <laughs> yes. the only time the yes, Bears exactly. ever won the Super Bowl. So thinking back to the games that I played in Buffalo and the fan base there in Buffalo, I would say that playing there was probably my favorite time of the year because if it was early in the year or late, you knew that the fans were going to be ready to go. Didn't matter the temperature. Could be 105 or could be negative 5. And I've watched that documentary on the four falls in Buffalo. Yeah. And I can't help but knowing how that feels to lose a Super Bowl, the feeling that that is, I couldn't imagine them getting back and getting back and getting back. Um, so I would love to see Buffalo and their fan base win a championship, especially with how fanatical they are and how really, no matter what, they're with this team. And sure, we might have some stuff said to us and thrown at us and uh, things on the field and, and different ways to go about uh, giving you hand gestures and, and let them letting us know they didn't like us. Yeah. But at the same time, you appreciate it because you love a fan base that's that dedicated and they want to see their team win. So I would love to see Buffalo win one. I really do would. And I, I think that the city, uh, the parade would be – I might go just for the parade, just to watch the parade. It would be insane. Uh, can you imagine? But, of course, a parade in Buffalo in February would be an interesting <laughs> – Frozen buffalo wings. They know, might actually that. have the parade. Save the parade Rachel spring. Or they might have two. two uh, yeah. So you have one after everybody thaws out. No, I, I get that. Look, I mean, I'm a fan of a different team in the AFC East, so obviously I'm not rooting. I used to jokingly say – that as a Jet fan, my autobiography someday was going to be called We Never Win in Buffalo. Like, no, matter, no matter how good, even when the years of the Jets have been really good and the Bills were bad, it, it felt like we never won in Buffalo, but one way or the other. All right, let me, while I have you, let me run through a couple of other things. Got it. Now, you still, I mean, the Patriots I know are still important to you, and Bill is still someone I know that matters to you, and you still live right there in Foxborough and everything else. I'm getting a sense a lot of people are really worried about the Patriots. We, we knew they would take a step back when Brady left. But last year felt like a big step forward. And this year, I, I feel like there are a lot of real questions. How, how, what is your realistic expectation for the Patriots this year? Don't turn on the radio, local Boston radio, because every single person that's talking about the Patriots, they have those concerns and they, they really are truly worried about what this team will be and where they're going to be at this season, which understandably, when you look at the things that they have done in the offseason and some of the moves they've made – there are question marks. There definitely are question marks that we really don't know. We'll find out Sunday when they play the Dolphins. Um, but when you have a second-year quarterback, Mac Jones basically was by far the best quarterback of the draft last year in, in his completion percentage and where he took the team. Um, I think the, the bigger question marks are going to be what is the offense – what's their offense going to look like? What's their identity? Who is going to be their go-to guy, their big playmaker? Um, can they protect Mac Jones? I think those are all things um, that you're looking at and you need to find answers because really in the preseason, we didn't have a lot of questions answered. When you watched the last preseason game, there were a lot more concerns um, with how they played than actual feeling pretty confident that they would go into the regular season. And mm -hmm. you even heard Bill talk about, well, now the regular season kind of is an extension of the preseason. I don't know what that means, but I do know that in years past, usually the first four weeks of the season, 
the roster is definitely manipulated and changed because they're looking for some pieces. They're looking for certain guys. They're restructuring certain contracts, um, which they are doing right now. So we'll see Sunday what they look like. If if it looks as bad as the last preseason game does, I would be the first one to say, yo, I, I, I'm hitting the button right here. But I still have faith that – I have faith that Bill will – Figure it out because I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt versus what we've seen over the last 21 years. Let me ask you one more, and let's go back to your super fan uh, roots here. Uh, the Bears are a team with very low expectations, generally speaking, from almost everyone. And it's another one. Don't listen to local sports talk on yep. ESPN 1000. They're losing their minds uh, over what they expect. But they're developing the kid, and that's obviously the most important thing. If Fields winds up being the right guy then good things could be right around the corner. What are your expectations for the quarterback and for the Bears? Well, look, I was always high on fields. I think that he's a good, young, talented player that reflects kind of what a 2022 quarterback looks like. Mobility, arm strength, can get in and out of the pocket. Um, And you have basically a wide variety of schemes that you can run with a quarterback like that. So now it's, number one, protecting the quarterback. Because last year, I don't think that he had – adequate protection at all he was Mm -hmm. basically running around with his you know like a chicken with his head cut off trying to just not get beat up so protecting the quarterback in the offensive line is number one priority when you have a young quarterback because confidence is everything if he's not confident that when he hits his back foot he's not going to get blindsided by somebody it's really hard to progress in this league forward in your progression of being a quarterback when you don't have confidence in your offensive line so I think that's number one and then also play calling you can't try and and fit a square peg in a round hole. So you have to be smart with how you call the game. You take plays and you take scheme that really fits the player and you try to adjust accordingly, similar to what the Ravens did with Lamar. They didn't ask Lamar to come in and be a pro-style pocket quarterback because that would be a silly thing to do. So you take fields, you evaluate where he's at as a player, you look at his pros and and some of the weaknesses that he has, and you try to minimize the weaknesses with how you call the game. And I think last year they didn't help him out at all when when it came to trying to help him. And so you hope that this year you have a little bit more balance. You can't be one-dimensional in this league. Even though it's a passing league, you can't drop back every play because the pass rushers are too good. So they got to have balance, and I'm I'm hopeful that they can figure out um, a smart scheme versus kind of like last year we saw not-so-smart scheme when it came to putting him out on the football field. Well, happy football season to you, my friend. Ninko with Thank me, you. and we'll be regularly as we get this thing started. Thank you, Ninko. Pleasure. Right. Take care. As always, as we roll along, Greeny live at the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Coming up next, the American dream is alive in at least one place. And I'll tell you where that is right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply 
It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Assembled members of the Hashtag crew are here. Again, Hembo's still on baby duty, but we've got Nuno and Bubba with us this morning. Nuno, how are we? We're good, Grinny. Nothing much is going going on. Nothing much is going on. Not much. There's almost never anything. It's day of the football season starts, most important day of our year, both professionally and personally, and yet I asked you what's going on, and you tell me not much. Exactly. Not much, Grinny. Not much. I did something that you would have enjoyed yesterday. I went to see Leah Michelle on Broadway in Funny Girl as Fanny Bryce. Does that mean anything to you? If, the words that I just spoke, might, might I have just as well said them in a different language, or, or was there any significance of that? No, I have no or have heard of Leah Michelle. You have or have not? I have. That oh, I have. Very good. I was, you think Hembo has? N- has no idea. No idea. You think Hembo has heard of Barbara Streisand? <sighs> I, pro- is it, I would it, have to hope so, right? I, I mean, don't know. Bubba, what do you think? How do you not know Barbara Streisand? He doesn't know anything. That's uh, true. He once I, asked me, Paul McCartney, is he the guy who sang for the Beatles? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I, I remember. It was brutal. And it's just, I mean, that's so a I question guess, he I asked guess me. probably not. Then, yeah, he's not going to know who uh, she so, is. So knowing this, that he has fathered a child that is named after you, like, yes. do you feel responsible? Like, there's a sense of responsibility that you now have that you need to make sure that Michelle, at least Michelle, is brought up. And knows the finer things in life, right? Like good music, TV, plays, that type of thing. Yes, but only that one. Yeah, exactly. So again, I feel badly for Hembo and Lizzie, his beautiful wife. Again, they had twins, and they named one of them after me. They named one of the girls Michelle, and I'm forever touched. There's no greater honor that a person can pay to you. And and, and so I like that one a lot better than I like the other one, whose name is Charlotte. And, and so, yes, I'm going to make sure that there is some culture and sophistication in the life of young Michelle, um, and then, you know, it'll be an interesting <laughs> sociological experiment to see how that impacts uh, the other uh, identical twin in the family. OK, so I'm going to read you guys a text. All right. Let me I'm scrolling down to find it here. Here it is. So one of my closest friends and a guy that I play fantasy with and everything else is a physical therapist. He's a physical, um, you know, a PT uh, guy. 
and a very, very top guy in that field. He works at, at HSS and he um, ha- works with a ton of professional athletes and all that stuff. So he was listening to the show yesterday when we got the news about Zach Wilson and Brandon and I were holding each other trying to keep from crying in our Jet fan devastation. And if it makes anyone feel any better, this is what a professional said to me. He texted me, eight weeks post-op is a perfectly normal timeline and is safe, especially if this is a previously unstable knee given his PCL. It shows they're thinking more than about winning now, but rather actually doing the right thing for him. So I guess I would ask you, Nuno, should that make me feel better? The fact that they are doing the right thing, my, the first half of my season is destroyed. I have nothing to watch. I have nothing to root for. I have nothing to care about. I have nothing to pay attention to because nothing that happens with the Jets while he's not playing matters. But should that bring me any solace is my question. Well, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you were, and as most Jeff fans were, hey, don't put him out there. I think the biggest issue is the fact that Robert Sala went out there two days in a row, including talking to Michael Kay, and being like, Oh, if he's, you know, there's a chance he's going to play. There's a chance he's going to play. Like, what changed? And Salah tried to say, oh, no, nothing changed from the day before, from, you know, Wednesday or uh, Tuesday to Wednesday. Like, something must have changed because if not, just come out and say, hey, you won't see him for four weeks. And I think fans would be okay with that. Well, again, I can't, I can't go with you there considering I'm the one who's been saying he should lie about the timeline in the first place. So I would have kept alive in the Ravens' mind the idea that he might play this weekend as long as I possibly could. But one way or another, this is devastating news for the Jets. Real quick, though, I mean, I love that. You fooled yourself to think that the Ravens looked at the Jets in the Jets' QB situation and be like, oh, my God, we got to prepare for Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Like, I think they would be all right if, you know, with either one. Is there a possibility they're not even practicing for this game? Like, who do the Ravens play week two? Is there a possibility they're already preparing for that opponent and they'll stay vanilla against the Jets because they're just confident, that confident, that they can beat the Jets without doing that? Don't they have a big – is it Pittsburgh they no, play week two? They, they have the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Oh, that's Bills, right. They play the, the whole Bengals. AFC East. Yes. You're right. You're right. They, 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 the Jets play the whole North and the Ravens play the whole East to start the season. Really weird scheduling. Um, so, yeah, the Ravens could wind up being the champions of the AFC East by the time they get to October. Um, and the Jets, at this point, probably project to be last in the AFC North by the time we get to the same place. You know hiring is challenging, but there's one place where finding great candidates is easy, and that place is ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds and matches the right candidates for you, and our listeners can try it free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I hit the wrong button. That isn't what I meant to play. Uh, I meant to hit the one that's called Tell Me a Story, because I'm about to tell you a story. It doesn't fall under the category of I'm sorry, what? If you're keeping score at home, score that one E1. I hit the wrong button. Um, You know, we use a phrase, the American dream. I think we use it decreasingly often these days, because we're in a really, really complicated place in our nation. And this isn't the show or the time or the place to talk about that. But I will tell you that the American dream is something I believe in very firmly. Because I 
had four grandparents who fled to this country, unable to speak the language from Poland, came to this country in pursuit of one thing and one thing only, and that was what we have historically called the American dream, a better life for their families. And this was a country where a kid, my father, could grow up in the Bronx, penniless with parents who did not speak the language, and wind up becoming a successful lawyer, and wind up creating a life for his kids that could have, would have been unimaginable. And the next generation of that family, one day, my grandparents lived to see me as an invited guest to the White House. That's the American dream. And you know who else is living the American dream? Francis Tiafo. You want a reason to be interested in what's going on at the U.S. Open? Listen to his story. Not because he's an American who might win the U.S. Open. I could read you that. He's a 24-year-old who has become now the first black American man to reach the U.S. Open semi since Arthur Ashe in 1972. He is the first American man since Andy Roddick to make it as far as the semifinals at the U.S. Open in 16 years. American men have gone 74 consecutive majors since Roddick won one in 2003. But that's not what I mean by the American dream. Do you know Francis Tiafo's story? Can I very quickly tell you his story? His father came to this country in 1993. His mother joined him in 1996 to escape civil war in their country of Sierra Leone. In 1999, his father began working as a day laborer on a construction crew that built a tennis center in College Park, Maryland. When that facility was completed, Francis's father was hired as a custodian. He worked as the custodian at a tennis center and given a spare office to live in. That's where he lived. Francis and his brother lived with their father in that center five days a week for 11 years. They took advantage of that living situation and started playing tennis regularly at age four. That kid is in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. That's the American dream. That's what this country is supposed to be about. And when we taught that, that is talking about someone with hard work, determination. You can achieve the impossible. So two people can flee a civil war in Sierra Leone. And one generation later, their son is in the semifinals of the United States Open, the most important tennis championship our country has, because his dad was the custodian at the place that he helped build. Francis lived in that building for 11 years. That's the dream. So I'm not going to pontificate any farther beyond to tell you if all that does is maybe make you a little more interested in the tennis, great. But if it actually makes you think about something a little more important than that, that would be fine with me too. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Lots of football to get to, obviously, on this start of the season. And I hit the I'm sorry what open earlier. I meant to hit it now. I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? Did you hear what Aaron Rodgers said? Aaron Rodgers has got, well, I don't know how to, he's got, He's got big ones. <laughs> he, he will say whatever he wants. Remember Aaron Rodgers looking at the woman in Chicago last year and like, you know, saying, I own you. I own you. The Bears fan in the, stand, in the, you know, in the seats there in the end zone after he scored a touchdown. 
He is trolling as he's getting set to play Minnesota this weekend in a very interesting and big week one game. Aaron Rodgers is trolling. All the other teams in the NFC North, it seems like every single year. Uh, you know, I think their fan base and their teams feel like this is our year to win the North. Hasn't really been the case during my time for the most part. <laughs> What do you think of that, Bubba? What do you think of a little trash talk from one A.A. Ron Rogers? I mean, what can anyone else in the division say? I mean, it's, it's, you, can't, you can't say anything to him. It's unbelievable. I agree with that. But let me ask you this. What would you say if I said to you, Minnesota's going to beat them this week. Minnesota is going to beat Green Bay mm. this week. Wow. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. What do you think of that? What do you think? I don't know. You thinking old Kirk Cousins MVP? I guess, huh? Oh, I mean, again, Michael Irvin predicted that Kirk Cousins would be the MVP of the league. What has Stephen A. done with him? That actually <laughs> makes me nervous, right? Like uh, Michael is in there with Steve every week. I'm in there with Steve once the basketball season starts, two, three times a week. Is he going? Is 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 being in Stephen A.'s presence going to do unto me whatever it has done unto Michael that made him pick Kirk Cousins for MVP? But I will say this. Is there a quarterback in the NFL working with better weapons around him than Kirk Cousins is? Is there a team that has a better trio? It's actually a pretty good question. I hadn't thought of this this way. Let's make this a question. Is there a better trio than Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook? Who's got three weapons? Just call them weapons of any, at any position. Between the receiver, people who catch passes. So wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs. Is there a team that has... Th- a better trio than that. Can you think of one? Noons? I, I did, this, is, this is totally off the cuff. I, this isn't in the rundown. I didn't plan this. This question literally just jumped into my head. What do you think? The, I like the Raiders, but they only have two of those, right? Well, they actually have three, Renfro's right? Renfro's good. Yeah, so like you had him and you had Devontae now and uh, Darren Waller. Like, Are they up there with them? Well, so let's say... Let's say if Devontae is better than Justin Jefferson, he's only an eyelash better. I mean, Justin Jefferson is super stud. So if even if you wanted to give Devontae that matchup, that's by an eyelash. I like Hunter Renfro, but he's not Adam Thielen. And and then Waller is a very good tight end, but Dalvin Cook, he's as good a running back as there is in the league, right? So I think Minnesota's group, I like to pick. I mean, it's a good, it's a good group to think of. Who are you saying, Brandon? Cincinnati, Jamar Chase. If you have Chase, T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd, or T, T, uh, uh, Higgins. Joe Mixon. Mixon is good. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting picks out there. That one just jumped into my head. Maybe Michael's not as far off as we think he is. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to open up the phone lines right now. Uh, at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 uh, It occurred to me that I'm always taking calls in our second hour. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who can only listen to the first hour based upon your schedule and whatever it might be. So I want to make sure we get a chance. So I'm going to mix it up a little. Let's take some calls coming up here next. Give me a prediction about the NFL season that sounds nuts, but you believe it. So I want you to give me a prediction. 888-SAY-ESPN. Call me right now. Give me a prediction that sounds nuts, but you genuinely believe it. Greeny, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. 
based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. All right, Greeny with you here, presented by Progressive Insurance, Progressive Commercial Insurance. It flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I mentioned that I always take my phone calls in the second hour and I feel bad. It occurs to me maybe you can only listen in the first hour and this is the only chance you get a chance to call. So I'm, I've got the phone lines open right now at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888 And what I'm looking for are your NFL predictions that sound insane, but you believe them. We all have those. We all have things we genuinely think could happen, but we're kind of afraid to say out loud because they sound so far-fetched. Well, I want you to say them out loud, and I want you to say them to me. Bubble, let's jump on it. Who do we have first up and ready to go? We're going to start with Donald. All right, Donald, you're on ESPN Radio on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What's your prediction? Hey, guys, I have Minnesota Vikings going to the Super Bowl at NFC. See. I, I don't think that's that far-fetched. That is actually, Donald, you're the best. That's an awesome call because that is literally exactly what I'm looking for. That is a prediction that sounds nuts, but I can see believing it. Now, do I think they're going to? No, but I don't think it's that far-fetched. I don't think them being better than Green Bay is that far-fetched. At some point, Aaron Rodgers, you're just asking a lot of that guy as they keep taking pieces away. The rest of the division is bad. Maybe there's some cheap wins in there for Minnesota. They have so many weapons. Defense gets a little better. Donald, I like that. I like that prediction a lot. Bubba, who's next? We got uh, Chris in Brooklyn. All right, Chris, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Give me a prediction. Hey, how you guys doing? My prediction is that the Commanders will win the NFC East. Oh, please. Stand by. Tell me why. I, I, need, a little, I need a little further explanation for that. Okay, so I am I'm a firm believer in their defense. I think that if Chase Young comes back and him with Jared, um, Jonathan Allen, they're a, a team that is a wrecking ball. The NFC East is always known to have a new a new division winner at all times. I, I believe Carson Wentz has steady quarterback play and has been in the NFC East and will get it done. I also am a true believer in the running back duo that they have, even though Robinson is hurt. All right, listen, I I applaud. Your confidence in what sounds like your team. I got fooled by them last year. I bought in on that defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick got knocked out immediately. I have no faith in Wentz. If Wentz winds up having a big season, then then I guess all, all bets are off. But I think the Eagles are way better than them. I think the Cowboys are way better than them. But I appreciate the thought. And I appreciate the call. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, let's go to another Chris. All right, Chris, give me a prediction. Hey, I, I got Jameis Winston winning the MVP Saints in the Super Bowl. I love it. I absolutely see that's another one that perfectly fits into this category. The Commanders winning the division felt a little too far fetched to me, but look, it also fit within the framework of the question I'm asking you for. Give me a prediction that everyone thinks is nuts that you believe. I'm telling you right now, Chris, a lot of people think what you think that Jameis is going to have a huge year. Michael Thomas is back. People forget how good he was when last seen healthy. Kamara, great defense. I'm with you. I think Keyshawn has the Saints in the Super Bowl. 
And someone else put them there today. Who just was it? D Wood that D. picked Wood, the Saints and yeah. yeah, D Wood put the Saints in the Super Bowl. So there's two people who know what they're talking about who like New Orleans as much as you do. Chris, an excellent call. Callers here are part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Bubba, who's next? We're going to go to Brian. All right, Brian, give me a prediction, Brian. Go. Brady is distracted. He's going to struggle this year. Winston's going to have the same problems as ever. Baker's going to show out with his new O-line. DMC and Panthers going to win the division. I, you know, listen, Do would I bet an amount of money that mattered to me on Carolina to win that division? No. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? I think they have a really good chance. I think Baker is going to resurrect. Here's the thing about Baker, and thank you for the calls. I'm going to run out of time here. We'll try and get some more in a little later. Here's the thing about Baker, Bubba. Baker Mayfield went from being, I think, overrated, which is to say he was the first pick in the draft, and I don't think he was ever going to be a quarterback of that caliber to now being underrated. I think people looked at his last year in Cleveland. He got hurt week two. He was not healthy the entire rest of the season. And people are now talking about him like he can't play. They threw him out like yesterday's garbage. And he's way better than that. So he went from being overrated to being underrated. And I like that pick. I think Carolina could be sneaky good this year. What do you think of that, Bubs? No, I think it's good. I think people are forgetting when Baker was healthy what he did with the Browns. And we're talking the Browns. Before he was there, they were – I mean, remember the celebrations they had when Baker was there and made Mm -hmm. the playoffs? That happened when Baker was healthy. And, yeah, last year when he was not healthy – it was not good. So I think a healthy Baker in, in Carolina, I think they could be good. I, I think that they could be good. And I, I do not believe Brady is going to be distracted. I think he's going to be fine. I think the Saints are really good. I think the Panthers could make a playoff run while still being the third best team in their own division. I don't think that's out of the question because I think they are that. I think they're the third best team in that division. But I could see them making a playoff run. Good calls today, as always. Back in the flash on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.